0: Let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football at Fanjul. You select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch, and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. Fanjul's scoring system uses Optus stats to reflect every player's true on field contribution. So, outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise. Every Premier League match day with FanDuel. And just for homestale Radio listeners, we've got an extra special offer right now. When you sign up, use the promo code PALACE. That means if you don't make money in your first contest, jewel will refund your entry fee up to £10. So go to fanjuel.co.uk and use the promo code PALACE to grab the offer now. What are you waiting for? Terms apply. Over 18s only. Please play responsibly.
1: Hello and welcome to Homestown Radio. My name is Chris Hambling and I'm here tonight to talk about a disappointing defeat against West Brom for Crystal Palace. Joining me to do so are Patrick O'Connor. Hello. Hello, Patrick. Uh, Nick Gillard. Good evening, everyone. And Joe Holyoke. Hiya. Hiya. Uh, Yes, so plenty of talking points this week. Uh, very very disappointing start obviously uh, to the season a lot of people thinking that's it's got to be three points on the board but unfortunately that wasn't the case uh we'll be talking about it right after this break
0: Homesdale radio sponsored by fanduel.co.uk the next generation of fantasy football all
1: oh, right so i mean what a way to, to sort of remind yourself of what you've missed with palace being off over the summer uh, so I put on my status yesterday. I've uh, really missed Palace ruining my weekend, and they certainly have ruined my weekend. But you know, there you go. That's that's you know, you're, when you're a Palace fan, that's kind of the option you take, isn't it? I guess. So I mean, generally, guys, it was obviously it wasn't so much just just a, a typical Pulis sort of smash and grab, although in many ways it was. It was also a very sort of flat, disappointing performance in the sense that Palace created so little. Uh, but I think the first, probably the first talking point, if you like, was, uh, and I don't think too many people were surprised to see Bulacio on the bench, but it was obviously the selection of uh, of Chung Yong Lee, and, and I think he did really well, didn't he, Patrick?
3: He really did. Um, we've just watching him play in the past. Um, he, you know, when he comes on, one of our biggest issues is his lack of defensive uh, ability. But the point of all you put him in yesterday, he really is a, a very decent player. He was very creative yesterday. Um, everything we did well came through him for the most part. I thought it was man of the match, and um, I really liked the way he played. And I and, and I know there's been rumblings about him leaving, but I don't don't think that will happen now based on the fact that one, you can't really replace a player like that, and two, I think we might have found somewhere where he's actually going to be much more valuable. And, and and really did well yesterday. I Thought.
1: What did you think, Joe? Is he is he the solution for us in there? You know, is or, or really should we be looking at uh, uh, you know maybe bringing another number ten in? Um,
4: do you know what? I, at, at the moment, I think there's there's, there's something missing. I'll tell you what's missing firstly. I don't want to go too far off track straight away. There's definitely no team spirit. You can see there's no team spirit. And it doesn't matter if there's no team spirit, what players play where. Um, I just think that we... That we have players playing out of position, oh, it's it's so frustrating. Well, I, 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 honestly, I know it's a starting place, but <laughs> a starting point. But I, I'm I'm really I'm really glad that he played yesterday and in the position that he played because I think that in that position, it probably looks like he is the best player.
1: See, uh, go go to the, the sort of the team spirit point that you make. I, I'm not completely convinced that that's true. I mean, you know, they get a lot of training footage at the club these days and it shows very much the same. But I do think when party talks about this sort of transitional period, if you like, that the club's in, you know, maybe sort of setting, setting us up for a fall. I don't know, but, you know. Can, can, can I just pull you straight away on that? I, I, I know you don't like
4: interrupting, but a, a transitional no. period? Is this is now is this like our fourth season in the Premier League? Yeah,
1: well, yeah, no. All of a but,
4: sudden, after four years, we have a transitional period. Yeah, what he so, means is he's going to try and bin
1: half a team and replace it with nobody. No, no, well, no, not nobody at all. But, you, you know, the, the point of, of interrupting me halfway there, I man, I didn't get to actually finish the point about the transitional period, which is exactly <laughs> what you just said, you know, in that we've got a bit of a changing of the guard, and we've seen it in the past. Copper had to do it when he came in and took over. You know, we had to see the back of the likes of, of Jim Cannon. And you can kind of equate Jim Cannon to Mile Yednak. You know, <laughs> Mile clearly off. You know, you don't throw your shirt into the ground at the end of a game if you're not leaving, you know, after the first match. So yep. he's clearly going, you know, and. But, you know, you yourself, Joe, you said that at the end of last season, that Jed Mac's off, you know, so we, we shouldn't be surprised by the fact that there's a change. What we perhaps should be surprised and disappointed about is that the change is coming when, when the season's kicking off. We're still halfway through it. And, you know, I'm going to sort of get into a bit of a dig at the club now, which is rare for me, you know, and I will probably have to, knowing the people I've got on the show today and how you're feeling, Patrick, I'm probably going to have to be the the one positive voice through it. But I'm going to start off by with a and that I feel we're half. We're halfway through our transfer business. We're half, we seem halfway through a pre-season. We feel like, we seem like we've done everything up to a point. We are nowhere are ready for the start of the kickoff. Part of himself getting is
5: the turnstiles ready
1: as well. Well, yeah, exactly. It took me forty minutes of queuing to get in yesterday. You know, it, what is what? You know what's that about? You know halfway through sending season tickets out. The whole message of the club at the moment, frustratingly, is that we, you know the kickoff should of the season should be in about six weeks time. It's just not really on, is it? You know, some of that's not the, the club's fault. You can't help the fact that there was a major international tournament and our and our players got quite far in it. You know, that's set some of us, some of our players back. But it's very disappointing, isn't it, Nick?
5: It is. Can I just get back to um, Lee, please? That's, that's what we started on. I thought he had uh, his best game in a Palace shirt, yeah. and he played like somebody who wants to stay here, despite what he said in the past. Um, some amazing turns. Not sure he was in his best position yesterday. He's kind of supporting Wickham, but uh, I'm sure we could get somebody better in there. But yeah, very very impressed with him. Considering I didn't think I'd see him in a Palace
1: shirt again as well. Yeah. Well done, yeah. Vlad. Uh, Joe, sorry, you you want to jump in earlier?
4: Yeah, uh, just well, just going on to that. What you just said there, Lee uh, 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 Nick about about Lee. He played on the the. Uh, I'm sure he played most of the game right wing against Bromley, but the, the after I saw anyway, I got their second half. But, but um, yeah, I, I just want to go to what you said, uh, Chris. I, I, the, the club seems to be um, instead of this organised, well organised machine with the odd problem with tickets and turnstiles, because that has just been every every. You go into uh, Twitter, and that's just every year. But it, you know, you think you're iron out the iron out the problems. Someone said, "Oh, we have got new TVs in the arthur," but it took forty minutes to get in. I, you know, <laughs> hang on a minute. Yeah. I'm, I'm just uh, you know, it, the, the club seems to be in a bit of chaos <coughs> and um, in, in more chaos than, than, than usual. And I know being being getting bigger adds to your problems. But
1: yeah.
4: you know, I, I, at, at, the, at this very moment, I can't see. <laughs> I can't see how we've got that much
1: bigger. We've got the odd player. We've still got mediocre Premier League players. Which, which, in fairness, is why we need this—the transition. But it needs to happen quickly and decisively. I think, just very, very quickly, just a quick reference to the sort of the, the season ticket thing. I know it's you know probably most people got their tickets and it's a relatively minor gripe, but when you look at why are you sending them out a week before the season starts? <laughs> you know, and I know it's when we're talking about losing a game, we're talking about millions of pounds being spent on players and all that. All that stuff seems much more important than, than admin. But what kind of a message does that send to your To your paying customers. I hate to use that word, but it really is. It just smack of amateurs and I and I don't really like it. But. Uh, Okay, let's sort of drift a little bit, and I'll ask you on this one, uh, Patrick, because I know you, you wanted to jump in a bit earlier on. In fact, or what we've been talking about, you might have an opinion. Then we'll talk the lesson.
3: Yeah, I do. You know, we talk about the transition period and how we seem to be far behind. I had the exact same feeling. You know, I've never really felt like we were ready to start the season. You know, we got of some of our business done early. You know, bringing in Mandanda and Tompkins and Townsend. And then it kind of stopped. And then looking at yesterday, just looking at the um, at the lineup, if you look at the lineup. It's the same line that we had. We could have put that line out last year. How do we not have one new player in that lineup from Well, you know, just, well you know what I take about it, right? right Townsend, right. But to me, honestly, <laughs> I actually would have liked to see Balassi play yesterday so, in, in the irony. But you're right, absolutely. Townsend started. But, I mean, basically, you know, got Hennessy and goal. You've got the same back four we've had last season. you got Jedi in the middle with, with, uh, with Punch, obviously. And you've got Townsend and. And Zaha, widen, wake come up top. And we could have put that line up again besides Townsend out last year. So it's very strange that we decided, you know, to – and then he talked about transition. I'm thinking about that's also something to do with his comment about playing, which is so funny, like Barcelona, you know, playing a little different. But I didn't see anything different besides Lee playing more central, which I thought, again, as I said before, was was a, was a good thing. I saw nothing different last year – I mean, yesterday than last year. So that's so frustrating and it goes to what you're saying about everything else gone. on. It just, it just, just smacks of like you said, kid, uh, Chris. You know, amateurism. I just stop being prepared, and that's just not good for a Premier League
1: team. No, the, the message coming out. you know when when the manager starts saying, you know, a week before the season starts, we're no idea where I want us to be. Yeah. You know, and then he's talking in the press afterwards. i would just dig out his comments. He's saying, you know, we lack like a cutting edge. Moment say we scored first, we would have won. Blah 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 blah. talk about, oh, like heard from, that so many
3: times last year. It's like, yeah,
1: we, we do lack a cutting edge. We've lacked a cutting edge for the entire of 2016, and it's like, you know, I'm not one to, to dig out the ball. We've made huge progress. We we really have as as a, as a club over the last few years. But you know, when, but but you know, even what I would call the more rational side of our our support base is going. Well, come on, you know, we've we've known about the issues we've had for a long time. We've got to be more decisive, and that's not necessarily in the transfer market, but it's about having a bit of logic. I mean, we, we read a lot of the stuff about player people. Well, we can't get that player till someone else moves. Well, you know, go. I I, def- I defended the club in pre-season about selling Gale because I said it was the right time, right, right deal, right money. But now it looks a stupid move when you've got Keshi Anderson and Freddie <laughs> on the bench. So. And I, I do wonder if there was a bit of a message in the in the team selection, and particularly with the bench yesterday, and it's just saying, look, is two players who were not, long league not that long ago, who have barely played a senior game. So you know that's that's where we are down I'm to not. bare bones. I, I, I worry about it. I do. I worry about it. You know we, uh, you know let's you know we, we'll talk about, Palace. You know, these, these are stats I've got for BBC. Palace have lost 13 Premier League games in 2016, which is the same as Norwich who went down, and only Villa were worse on 14. Yep. And, uh, you know, but <laughs> what's interesting as well, there's another great stat there, we've only won one of our past nine season openers at Sellers Park, drawn four, lost four, won one. So maybe we're reading too much into the first game, I don't know. But uh, that's it's, it's-
5: it, it, if it, It's a continuation of the the crap we put up with last year, uh, Chris, and it was dirge a lot of the time. We we look like we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, but that's, why, that's why, true. Why is Townsend playing so far out wide? He didn't want to cut in at all. Wilf, too far wide. The ball's in the centre. Then The ball's going out to them.
1: They, actually, the only I've, actually, I've got a heat, heat, heat map of Townsend. He was in the centre plenty. but uh, I Yeah, guy, yeah <laughs> <okay. Sorry. laughs> no, he was. He really was, yeah.
5: But for me, Lee was the only one that seemed to be looking to get the ball off of anybody once once somebody from Palace had it. Nobody yeah, else yeah. seems to be doing it.
1: Punch sort of tried it in deep, but it's difficult. It's difficult. It is a difficult we, we seem just joined it, I'll give you that. Uh, go on, Joe, you jump in, mate. Or? So what you're saying then is that, is that Punch's best position
4: is is like a sweeper position. That's not his best position. His best position is cutting in off the right-hand side, has been for has been since he's been out of club. If, so we can't just keep playing him here, there, and everywhere. We can't just play him in the centre, supposed to be flying a striker. On the right-hand side, supposed to be uh, coming in from the right-hand side, supposed to be with Wilf or Yannick, whoever's down the wing. Or, or what he's supposed to be, is in the middle. That doesn't work. I and mean, if that doesn't work, we put him at the back as a, as a sweeper. We, we, we might as well have him at left back. Try him, try him anywhere. And if he's at, and I'll tell you the other thing as well, I bet he'd come for more fucking crosses than what's his face as well. Put him in goal.
1: Well, well Joe, I have to say, uh, I completely agree with all the points you've made, and I think you're amazing. You, you <laughs> said you wasn't going to agree with me at all. <laughs> no, of course I don't agree with you, of course. I would say, look, I, I agree it's not his best position at all, but I think he's, uh, certainly with Kabay out, and I think Kabay... But seriously, you know, where is his the... best position? You like him, Chris. You know... I... And I always said, when he has a good game, I
4: always say he has a good game. right? You you tell me where you think his best position is. Because ultimately, we've not bought him to play anywhere else. We've bought him to play in a position.
1: You this tell is, me what you think. It's quite a loaded question, but I, I will try and answer it. It's, it's difficult. When we bought him, his best position was definitely on the right-hand side, cutting him from the left. But as he sort of... I don't know. As he sort of grew with the team, if you like, he became more of an important figure. This is, you know, probably pre pre the signing of Kabay, which is, you know, you you believe he was he was poor before that. I think that was kind of the catalyst for him struggling to find find a proper place in the team. Uh, so, I, I I think that currently Punchin there is a bit of a, a debate over where he fits in the team. I I, I agree with that, but I think yesterday. In spells he was the only player in our midfield and and particularly this is a really heightened when Jednak's in the squad he's the only player who's able to take the ball down from this sort of head tennis or you know trying to pick up little passes here there and everywhere I I think it was he's the only player who gets his foot on the ball and tries to play a bit of football and the trouble is when he doesn't have people around doing that he he, he struggles massively and you know, and the team struggles. I think he's capable of being, being the heartbeat in there. Patrick, you, you want to jump <laughs> Totally agree, and I think
3: yesterday is not a good day to, to get on Punchin, because I thought Jedi yesterday played a really good game. He he made tackles. I don't think he misplaced more than one or two passes, which is very unusual. We all talk about how, how bad he is, but what I found with Punchin is that he was, he's trying to figure out how to link up with Townsend. You can just kind of tell. They have, they have like a relationship where you think they're, they're kind of similar players, you know, both left forward, etc. But um, he wasn't able to link up with him yesterday. I think that's what he was really trying to do, get Townsend into the game more. And I thought Zaha struggled yesterday big time, and I think you know, uh, he also has struggled to get the ball from from uh, Punchin. But I think again, yesterday was not a good you know a, a good day to get on Punch. I thought he played he played well. The thing is though, we're playing the same way that we played last year. Um, what we try and do obviously is get the ball out to the the wingers, and I and I thought again Zaha was poor first half, better in the second half. But we put crossed in the ball, Chris, and there's nobody in the box. Yeah. And, you know, we want to talk about, you know, getting a striker. Wickham was starved yesterday for service. He was absolutely starved. I mean, there was no chance if you had there yesterday, he was going to score a goal yesterday. So people want to talk about getting a striker, and of course that is a priority. But we've got to find a way to, to play differently because we're playing the same way. We bring the ball down in the middle. We pass it out While We're trying to, you know, they take on players. Ward overlaps, wide overlaps, get lost in the ball. And we do. Like I team like West the problem? There are six defenders and there's two of our forwards. It's it, or players it's just not going to work we play so but again i thought punch and did okay yesterday and the role he was he was asked to play and he was not our biggest problem uh, sorry
1: there's a couple there's a couple of you want to jump in there
5: i know uh nick you were first i think yeah yeah I, I kind of agree with what you say about punch and bringing the ball down but there was there was one moment i think it was in the first half where punch was running with the ball and he made it so obvious he was actually running towards townsend as if you know that's the only ball i'm going to be able to play rather than kind of Running straight towards the goal. It was a bit Johnny Williams ish. He, he just didn't seem to know what to do with it. I think he played there because Mac, uh, MacArthur's out. I think he was a bit yeah, stumped. I, I do hope that right. um, that MacArthur's back. Before, well, I know he uh, made some appearances at the end of last season, but I do hope he's ready to go before Jedi goes. Which, again, was a bit weird playing Jedi if he's not going to be part of the setup anymore.
3: Well, play the injured Nick, you know that, right? You know MacArthur's hurt. That's why he did, that's that's why he's not playing. And yeah, Johnny had, yeah, Johnny I, I did, hurt too, did but, wonder that. Yeah,
5: Johnny Williams is always hurt. Yeah, that's a
1: problem. <laughs> so, Joe, you, you wanted to make a point on what Patrick was saying.
4: Yeah, Patrick, he was saying about um, about Wickham being starved of service, and then and then right. obviously, we, but 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 this is the thing. I know, uh, you know, I put a point out what, what about, you know we couldn't have done any worse about Kai Kai, and apparently he's injured. But what what we need is a player. Um, just just a, a box player. You know, literally someone who's just eating, like not around the box, but just in the box. We, we you know if it's gonna be if Wolf is gonna leg it down and right and cross it, then we have to have someone in there like literally all the time. Um I, I look at Defoe yesterday. It he doesn't do he doesn't do loads, does he? He plays in that last That You never you really really see Jermaine J- J- Defoe near the halfway line. He always plays in that last third, and when the ball comes in, he's always there. You know that mistake when, when Stones made that mistake, he came out yesterday? Who was there to, to, to pick up that mistake? Defoe. He, he, he epitomises what we need as a forward. There's, there's no getting away from it. He's a natural goal scorer. He might not be as fast, but he's a natural goal scorer. And I can't think, if we've got 30 million quid to... Burn, you know, to, to, to to spend on a player, and it's not just one, we need two forwards, seeing as we're getting rid of forwards at a rate um, you know I'm, I'm really frustrated into into why this, you know, this amount of money that we've got, that we can't be looking past even more. and I'm not being sarcastic here, that we're not looking past this country, you know we have to go either down to Margate down the south coast, or we're looking at a player that couldn't get in the Liverpool side, that we haven't struggled against for, you know the the odd game they beat us, but we haven't struggled against them for years. Yeah. So I can't see why we can't take it to to any of the, the Spanish, well, Italian, German leagues. Everyone else seems to be able to get. Look at Stoke getting players like Shaqiri, and I, I, I just it amazes me. And 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 Negredo has gone to, to Borough. I know you've got companies all for, but.
1: Uh, he he struggled no, I know I know where you're coming from there's a couple, there's, there's a lot in your in what you, where you started and where you finished because there, there's a the first point where you started when you're talking about what we need is, is someone you know in the box I completely agree uh with that that's that's, that's bang on but we we do need someone who's just sniffing out goals the thing is yesterday we used Wickham as a battering ram and we we keep trying to do that as patrick was saying we and it didn't help him you know it really didn't help him and even when we stuck players up, up alongside him Right. They weren't. They weren't running beyond him for any flick-ons. They weren't giving him any options. He was just. He was just an object that was being battered by the West Brom defence. And believe me, he gave as good as he got. If you actually analyse his performance, a lot of people slagged him off uh, yesterday, and I, and I couldn't really get it because he was. Olsen was absolutely all over the shop because of what Wickham was doing. And he was complaining to the ref from minute two about, you know, and they were rolling around every time there was contact. They were just absolutely trying their best to rile Wickham up. And he was just battering them on his own over and over and over again. But there was such a discord between us playing a long ball here, you know, fairly regularly and us trying to play down the wings there was sort of nothing going through the middle, and you know you could see it. Chungi kept having to drift to the wing positions to try and pick up the ball, and we were just congested either on one wing or the other wing or in in the very centre of the pitch. But there was nothing in and around the penalty area. Yep. It was uh, it was so so annoying. And but on the scouting thing, Joe, I will say that you know the, the, you know we're targeting players like you know like Babacar. We've been scouting for, for for god knows how long. He's been playing in Italy. It's you know we have cast the net wider than. Wider than Margate, we just haven't signed anyone wider than Margate. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Slimane is another one. So I, I, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But no, there's, there's a lot in there that I completely. You, you said a lot, and there was so much I wanted to talk, respond to, Joe. But I've forgotten half of it. But, but no, I was, was, it was, good stuff. Nick, you wanted to jump in. I'm sure. Yeah,
5: it's an interesting point you raised about. Um, it was like watching school school kids football at some point so all the players were like in a 10 meter square kind of area weren't they it was really really tight and um the long balls again hennessy did well finding wickham with the long balls but we weren't moving up as a team because jedi and punction were so deep all wickham had was lee because um townsend and zaha were out wide
1: yeah it's it's, it's true and you know, a, a part of that is is where, what West Brom did. You know, they congested the space that we wanted to operate in. They did it really well, and that's but that's West Brom. They'll do it to more teams than Palace this year. You know, they'll they'll beat you know teams that have spent more money on players who've got better quality than Palace. Uh, I'm sure they will throughout the course of this season because of, of who their manager is. But it, but you know, there's that other thing, isn't there, of saying we know exactly how West Brom are going to play. It's but knowing that makes it more and more frustrating. We can't seem yeah, to do
2: anything yeah. about it. Just,
1: uh, Don't do that
5: against other teams, though, Chris. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, it, yeah, I know, I know. But, well, you know, tactically, we were, we were outclassed. And I think you probably want to come in on that point, Joe. Yeah, well, what they did, well, is he narrowed the game. He, 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 he just squeezed
4: it into, left a third of the pitch, um, you know, that wasn't played on. That's what they were, we just suckered in to their game. I, I just, I'm just amazed that that um, you know. It frustrates me that we've got really quick wingers and we didn't use them enough. It really didn't use them enough, and we should should be the you know it should be on us, the onus on us to take the game to them. I know that the you know the ball in play and and the, and the possession stats suggest that, but I, I just you know. If Wilf wants to be the main man, and we know he can be the main man, then every single opportunity you need to do, you need to give him that ball. Yeah, um, but
1: he was he was really. You could well, see how
4: frustrated he was. Yeah, he was
1: really well defended against, and I, I say that through gritted teeth because it was frustrating to watch just how much he was held. Every time he received the ball, the guy had his shirt on his back, just just gripped, and yep. it, so Wilf, Wilf couldn't turn away. I mean, tactically, you know, it is difficult to play against West Brom. That's a fact. They've got. Uh, only two teams have more clean sheets in them in the time that Pulis has been there. Yep. You know that's we know we know what he does, but how much more could Pardew have done tactically, Patrick?
3: And and the, and there's the rub, Chris. Listen, we got Pulis, and you know how much I hate the man, so that's definitely part of my frustration is losing to that team once again. Yeah. But tactically, you know, I watched the the whole Leicester game before, and Leicester, you know, lost, but. You know they played the same way they tried to play last year. You know they they're gonna counter-attack and style, which we used to play a lot, and I used to really enjoy it. Not because I hated the fact we did, didn't have the ball. I just liked the fact we had the flying wingers and getting counter-attack goals. And I think that the manager has to address that. He talks about we talked about. You know we knew how they were going to play, but he didn't he didn't adjust at all to how they played. We had at an, uh about 63% of possession in the game, and a half of them we had made 236 passes, which is a lot for us. Oh. So we were knocking the ball around. I don't know what it was at the end of the game. I know possession was exactly the same. And we were like 14 shots, only four on target. But we were we were playing well. But to have not much possession, it's not Palace. Unless you decide yeah. to play a different way. And he hasn't changed the way we play. And that's, that's got to be on the manager. You know, you, you can't have flying wingers and not get enough cost in the ball. Where, where you know, Joel talked about getting a, 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 a striker who can... You know, a, a, a Defoe or a, quote unquote a Gale, who we had last year. When Gale was there, we didn't, We didn't. Put, he didn't get. He didn't flourish on a ton of crosses into the box. The only player that flourished on that was Murray two years two three years ago. Yeah, so agree. we played a, well, we played a certain way? But he has to. He has to change where we play. And we've got. You know. And I know this is not our. This is not our best team. Obviously, when you have Kabai in there and you have MacArthur in there, and you've got much better passing. You've got Wickham obviously, and you've got maybe. Uh, Tomkins back there who can pass better than you know? Damo, even now yesterday I know he didn't put that no many dag- diagonal, but there was a lot more balls on the ground. It was better, but you know we played differently. But we've got to change the way we play now. Is that the transition he's talking about? I don't know, but you can't expect to play the same way against that kind of a team and then lose one nil and then say, uh, you know, well, we're you know we're in a transition here. We've got to we've got he's got this manager has to address the tactics better. He just has to. He's got to go from a plan A to a plan B. He has no plan B. Yeah.
1: Well, when do you when do you look at what we did yesterday? Um as you say we're tr- we're trying to pass it around a bit more and th- i yep. think what's it's not so much the passing that's missing although what, maybe one or two players do struggle with that at times right. for me it's the, it's the movement that's missing yes yeah
3: you know that's so
1: true and, uh, like it's we never had no you you're right joe absolutely right and uh, it's it's been a source of frustration for me for years we could, and that's where we talk about the counter attacking being effective it's effective because players with pace running into space don't really need to be clever with their movements <laughs> exactly they, they don't you know. But we need to be intelligent, and like you say, Kabay in there, he hasn't. An, he's, an, he's an intelligent player, but even he had struggled last season when the players around him weren't making the right moves. Now him and MacArthur together, on the form, fit, fully fit, are a real handful in midfield because they both move. They both move a lot. MacArthur is box to box, and he's a much smarter player than people give him credit. Give him credit for. So we do massively miss him, but it's not just about him. It's about you know what, what you look at yesterday. If we're gonna we're gonna have loads of possession, you know, but but be sort of, how you know, how would how would an Arsenal or how would a, a Man United approach that game? Actually, that's two very different teams. Arsenal would would, you know, little passes and moves and try and pick their way through and would do it because of the accuracy of their passing and the cleverness of their movement. A team like Man United are a bit actually a bit more sort of direct than that. But yeah. what they do is is they don't allow. This is where where it gets difficult because you you don't. Man United would impose their game on on West Brom, so they'll go. Okay, you're going to play like this, but it doesn't really matter because we're playing like this, so you have to adjust to us. Yeah, we're not strong enough to do that. We don't have an identity yet to, to be able to do that against a team like West Brom. So, for I would like to have seen us yesterday. Go. Okay, fine. You're going to congest that space. Well, we're just going to sit back. We're just going to. Well, we're not the ball around the back of four for five minutes. Okay, the crowd will get annoyed, but who cares? Let's just let's just keep the ball. Around the back, of the back four for five minutes to see what you do about that. That, that was put sorry, out of Chris, their shape.
5: That was our undoing in a couple of games last season because we did do that a bit. And then when we f- and then counterattacked, and then when we um, when we played a couple of teams who weren't coming at us, we didn't yeah. know what to do.
1: Well, that's the, but the point is, I'm talking about it's West Brom. I'm not saying do that all the time because that's a stupid. No, thing. of course all not. The time. But against West Brom, there, there is little other option but to try and make them come out of their comfort zone. Because you know what you've got. You've got an organised defence and midfield that is built around not conceding and then hoping that the, that the players up front will sniff out a chance. And they sniffed out four or five really good chances yesterday. And, and that that's what they do. And other teams... You know, other teams, the way they play against them, you, you take uh, take Arsenal or, or Man United as an example, which, you know, they're two very, very different teams. So, I mean, Arsenal will, will use passing and movement, lots of short passing to sort of pick their way through and generally, ultimately, will be successful, though I'm sure there's plenty of times a Pewley's team has, has stopped Arsenal playing. Take Man United; they're a much more sort of direct team who, who, who like to impose their game. You know, it they, they doesn't really matter how West Brom play, you know, it, because as far as they're concerned, West Brom will have to react to how how they operate, and and Palace but Palace are nowhere near there. They're not. They we don't have a game that we can go and impose on people. You know, we we can either counter attack or we seemingly can just sort of pass the ball around, not really knowing what to do at the moment. And, and I suppose that's the transition Pardew talking about. But you can't really do it in the middle of a season in, in the way that we're trying to do it. So it's incredibly frustrating. I, I just would like to have seen us, you know, maybe just just take take the five minutes of, of the game and just. You know, knock the ball around at the back. You know, as I said, it's, it's I don't know, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult to say exactly, you know, what we could have done, but we should have done something very different. So, you know, we should be clever with our tactics, something creative, not just use Wickham as this battering round over and over again and just hope to pick up on the scraps because West Brom are set up to defend against that. Joel? Um, right. Loads of points.
4: Right. So the creative side, which we don't have. So we know we know we need a creative player. But anyway, but your you point about about options is that we, we don't have we don't have we don't have options when we've got a ball where we always have to, to, to hit it, hit it 20, you know, 15, 20 yards. Whereas yeah. if you say Arsenal, let's say Arsenal won't, will always have a player between five and eight yards um, of, of the, you know, a teammate so that the pass is easy if they get shut down, then you can quickly pass left or right and you will have someone there all the time. Um the interesting point about you know the the two teams you said, Arsenal and Man United is that Man United, Old Trafford is a massive pitch and Man United as far as, as long as I've been watching them have always always played wide. They've always used the whole of the pitch. And and, and that'd be perfect for us if we if, if we could get a mixture of those two. But what you need to do, you need to have a team that's reasonably comfortable, you know, that's comfortable in passing short to play like Arsenal, or have the accuracy to to, uh, to to play longer balls like Man United do and, and we we literally we seem to not have that you know like that ball that, that Hennessy smashed at uh, Jedi it was it was less than six or seven feet from him but he hit so hard and Jednack couldn't adjust to take the ball it then it then put us on the back foot you know it was lucky that Phillips didn't smack up that shot at the end into the into the bottom corner but it, there's there's loads of stuff to do. It, it, we see, We seem to be we seem to have have, have have regressed unfortunately
1: well obviously we've got we've got players out and you know we, we've talked about you know the fact that Kavai was only fit enough for the bench but again that you could know, argue there's a bit of preparation you know I, I don't want to sort of drag it up too much but I look back at pre-season and uh, you know I don't there was how many games where we actually went out and played you know uh, you know the, the the starting line-up if you like the full team it's I've never really known a preseason like it, where you've gone you pick, you point, pinpoint the first team friendlies and you look at the players selected. You know, okay, because of because of Soire's visa issue, we had Zeki Fryers at left back in, in America, but you know, much was playing. He wasn't even in the squad yesterday. Not that I'm that angry about that, but you know, what I mean, it's I am. It, it was it was I know you. Are. It was just it's just been an odd preseason. I don't think we're we're, we're fully prepared. But go you know go back to to what you're sa- saying, Joe. You, you know you're absolutely right. We are. The gaps between our players make this the passing style impossible. You know how many of our players are actually comfortable receiving the ball under pressure? You know, so so few of them. You know, Punch is one of them. Lee actually yesterday, his best work was the fact that he can receive the ball under pressure. But you know, we, we we just it just breaks down too often. We have to go long or we have to hit a risky pass that gets intercepted. Now, you know, you watch football. Not not every pass is successful. You just can't. You know. People sort of go, oh, well, professional footballers should be able to find each other, blah, blah. Yeah, OK, but, you know, every every move, bar. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18
2: plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: About On average, probably about four or five don't, don't result in, in a, a clear-cut chance. That's just the nature of the game. But at the same time, our moves break down very, very quickly, uh, even when we've got lots of possession. Nick?
5: Yeah, I mean, long balls against one of the tallest defences in the league ain't going gonna, ain't gonna to help anyway. Um, I was just going to ask, talking about pre-season friendlies, is the pressure getting to our players in the league situation because you know we we beat Valencia three one last week and yes I know it's I know it's a preseason game but what, what's the difference? Are they just a bit more relaxed? Or...
1: Well look at look at the way Valencia played against us for a start. They 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 came at us, you know, and we played counter attack in that friendly. So you know we, we treated that friendly as did Valencia like a proper game. You know and it was an impressive win and it got people excited for the for the start <laughs> of the season. But the difference in, in how Valencia approached playing little old Palace because they, they that seemed to be how they viewed us. You know, oh, we will just you know we'll just use flair and pass away through them, which they did a few times. But I don't think they they realised the quality we had on on the counter. Mm. Tony Pulis in particular and West Brom know the quality we have on the counter, so they stuck someone like glue to Wilf Zaha. You know that negates an entire threat, and then they congested all the midfield, didn't allow us any time and space to pass. And then just that was it. They just pick us off. Easy. Too easy, in fact. And that's what really, really gets to people in that it was too easy. You could have and I'm sure plenty of people did. You could have stood there at the start of the game and gone, oh, God, we'll have loads of the ball. You know, they're going to nickel one. How many people probably said that before the game? I'll bet you a huge percentage.
5: I'm putting my hand up, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. It's, if you're you know.
5: in your car, put your hand up. Keep one, one on the wheel, but put your hand up now if you knew what was going to happen.
1: Uh, let's talk a little bit about the defending you know because i don't have a conversation at the game about us keeping everyone back for set pieces and i kind of i actually thought against west brom we kind of have to because they are such a such a threat with with pulis in there but you know we kind of prided ourselves on being really good attacking set pieces and very good at defending it but was there perhaps a bit of organization missing this week patrick
3: yeah it did look poor i thought that um Damo in particular didn't do well on some of the crosses that came in on the corners and free kicks and all of it. He wasn't at fault for the goal per se. It was more Wickham, but like you just said, you bring back a a striker to play, you know, to come back and he doesn't, you know, get the header on. So disappointing. So that's been an issue for me. You know how it is with football, Chris. You know, you you can win a lot of games with, with set pieces and our set pieces offensively have not been very good. And uh, defending, we've we've given up. We've you know we've given up quite a few goals from set pieces, and it's and it's frustrating. I don't know. Again, who's that for? Is that the manager? Is that Keith Millen? Is it, I mean, who is it? Because there has to be addressed. Because again, if you're not going to create a lot of chances, which we don't, we've got to be better on our corners and our free kicks. Yesterday, they're both poor, so we've got to address it at some point. Otherwise, we're going to go on a a, a run that will get any better.
1: Well, that, that's the thing, right? Because obviously, last season it was it was said a million times that you know we've we've got. You know the best, the best strike rate through set pieces in, yep. in the league, all that kind yep. of crap, and then we we went a long, long time without conceding from a set piece as well. But when we started struggling for form and trying to trying to sort of wrestle our way out of it, it did seem to slip towards the end of the season. We started conceding, uh, and and more importantly, the sort of the attacking set pieces weren't quite as as dangerous. And yeah, we okay, we, we've changed a You know, we've changed one of the one of the players in the wide areas. Townsend, who, who often takes takes a set piece, but you know, so maybe, maybe that'll improve, or maybe there's a bit of getting used to. But but you know, Millen Millen does do the set pieces. That's that sort of widely sort of talked about. But maybe maybe we just haven't got the variety. You know, maybe it's people are just now used to how you how you defend against us. But you know, when we're talking about our defending at set pieces, that back four and the keeper have been together a long time now. You know there's there's not really a reason for it there's not really a reason for a lack of organisation in there you know for rondon to get the header and, and and be relatively unchallenged it it was it wasn't good it really wasn't good so there's there's a lot of work to do there but, but chris you know,
3: oh. you know i spoke last year and i'm not i'm not going to bang on about this again but i i've always thought that with hennessy in, in goal he's just not very Rodan. aggressive aggressive but he's not very aggressive in the box so he's just not <laughs> And I always thought that, I always think that, you know, Dan and Delaney are, are hesitant as to what to do. And I was going to prove him right yesterday again. I mean, he, he's not saying, I'm not saying he's supposed to save that, but he could have come for the cross. He just stood on the, he, he got he stuck on the line, he, you know, his feet didn't move. And, and it was a great header. But I like, you know, I like goalies that are more aggressive and, and, and uh, come out and try and punch that ball. If he tries to punch it and he gets beat, okay, but he's coming out for the ball. But just stand in line and have your two defenders standing there. Rooted, you know, rooted and then a guy come in I mean, it's a great header but like I, said, I always find that on our crosses he's just not very uh, strong
1: No, You're right, we did talk about that, that uh, last season when we talked about the fact that Dan and Delaney sometimes went for the same ball sometimes yes. both left it, there is indecision in the middle there, uh, Nick
5: Yeah, uh, he did a brilliant punch in the second half though didn't he, to clear the ball um, which I was surprised at because i would never seen him punch the ball with the taking of the free kicks, I think we've actually got too many free kick takers now. We've got Punction, right, we've got Jedi at the moment, he won't be there for too long if, if the rumours are to be believed. Townsend can hit him, Kabai can hit him. And then let's, not, have, uh,
1: let's not talk about Wickham's free kick. And then we right? have
5: Wickham taking it. Why is Wickham taking it? Uh, well, we've got so many other good good uh, strikes. He, he must
1: have hit one in training that was not like the one he hit yesterday. <laughs> let's just put it that way. Uh, but there you go. Look, it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it, it's difficult, look, because obviously yeah, the the and we had a lot of contact on this as well. Because the danger is is, is do you view if you view this as a new season, a clean sh- slate, so not shape clean slate, and one game. You know what's happened is we've lost against West Brom in typical style with an understrength team, right? And it's just, it's one game. We didn't play particularly well in isolation. Let's not hit the panic button. Blah 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 and. Part of me does think that. Part of me does think that. But then, when you look at how we've performed for the entirety of 2016, barring a few cup games and you know and a reasonable performance against Norwich, that that there there is real cause for concern. Uh, there, there really is. But you know, we've got I don't know. There's, there's a lot to talk about before we end the show, so I think we'll move on from there. I'm sure it's a subject we'll come back to. Uh, Joe, uh, I think you want to. you have got a couple of questions from listeners that, uh, that we want to go through. Then we'll talk a bit about transfers and then a bit about Pardew before we uh, end the show.
4: Okay, um, so there's so there's quite a few here. I asked this morning on uh, on Twitter. Um, just gave people fifteen minutes basically, um, and, and uh, someone else has brought a car along. Anyway, um, so apart, apart from the obvious, this is Billy Kemp uh, Kempy9. He uh, said. Where else do you think we need to strengthen? Um, well, I mean, it's just probably everywhere. Anyway, uh, Tim Green turned around and just sent me a, a snapshot. And he said uh, part of the snapshot was uh, having players in and around the team who are likely to leave must have a detrimental effect on the squad, irrespective of whether we think they should be sold or not. Um, which is quite a valid point, um Bob White then turns around and says uh, some key questions need to be answered in the next nine games mm-hmm. jedi sico gale all question uh, all casualties of clo- of closed season review um, yeah. which is which is a, a you know a very a very valid point i think um John Nightingale um, said uh, mentioned the problems we have in supplying our strikers well striker from wide or central <laughs> is wolf up to it Hmm. Um, that would yes. that would throw the cat amongst it. Uh, Matthew Bennett said, "Is the squad uh, together?" And this is this this is what I said earlier, and I I think this could be a, a extreme value point. He said, "Is uh, Matt Bennett said is the squad together and playing for the manager, at the club?" Can Pardew turn this around. And lastly, Deborah J said, um, and she asked me specifically, but what are your views on the manager and tactical situation? I think mean, we've pretty much covered that, Deborah, but. Again, there's a few there, you know, especially yeah. the Matt Bennett one. I, I like that. It does look like spirit, it to me. Yeah, yeah It does. I, you know, and you said, you said earlier you didn't think it did, but, but I, you know, the stuff yeah. I listen to, the team spirit is is half of it because they're professional footballers. So when when it's good and you're all pally and everything's all going well and you're all on the same dough and, and everything else, it, it, every, yeah, it yeah. seems to matter. As soon as someone comes in and they're on three times your amount of money or you've got players that are about to earn 100 grand a week and they're probably going to be off and, you know, other players are going, well, yeah, you're probably going to be oofed out. You know, it, it could come down to that. Well, you know, like I said to you before, you know, when, when you when you have players that want to play for the badge instead of the money, that generally for the love of the game, and you can see that, like Gascoigne, I don't think the money ever mattered to Gazza. All he wanted to do was get out there and be a nine-year-old kid and try flicks and take Pete on and play with a smile. And kick people when they kick you, and and laugh when yeah. you know it. I, I, yeah. I haven't seen that at Palace for a long
1: time. Yeah, there's actually there's that on, on that point on that point about uh, about the spirit. It also sort of goes in on that question of whether or not players who are going to be leaving should be in and around the squad. Because I mean, Jedlak's probably the key one for me, right? When you talk about the, the potential spirit, because he's been the leader, he's been the man who leads the club for a long period of time, right? So it is definitely going to have an impact, you know. Although I was defending the, the spirit earlier, and I still maintain I think the spirit is probably seems quite good at the club. there you, two things that you've said are, are true. One, one is that you know, obviously, there has been some debate over what people are earning, and we, we know from speaking to footballers Joe that that is a factor. You know, who's earning what is a factor in a, in a footballer's life. You know, that's that's just how it is. But also, you know. Jedanak leaving is you know it does it does leave a hole. But what I would say is people you ask about, you know, should Balassi have been on the pitch, should Jednak have been on the pitch? Well all I'll say is that you know, all things considered, if Jedanak doesn't play and get the chance to say bye to the and throw his shirt into the Holmesdale, and if Balassi doesn't play and give a ch- you know, have a chance to be out on the pitch one last time for Palace you know, there'll be criticism for Pardew that way as well. You know, how dare you show such a lack of respect to these players who've been at the club? Blah, blah blah. You know, there is no real win there for anyone. When a player leaves, particularly a player like like Blasi and in some cases Gen-Lac, where people don't want to go anywhere. There is no way to win. You know, there is no right decision. It's just it is what it is. But I
4: think we didn't do sentiment anymore. I thought that was what we we got rid of that a couple of years ago when we well, been people like you, you know like Ramage and that.
1: Well, th- well, there you go. The question is, do we don't do sentiment anymore? But do you, do you disagree with what I'm saying? Do you think people would have reacted badly if we hadn't given Jed a goodbye? In all honesty, I know it sounds harsh. I don't
4: really care, and <laughs> we need to do what we. But it, but it's got to be no, true, I like, I isn't I it? I because yeah. because if we if we do that, we, otherwise it's like you know what we said earlier, and we still haven't covered that thing about you know about having such a sort of like a poor, a strong but poor bench. You know, where we put two kids on there if he's doing that to prove a point, that, that's, that is, that's insane to do that to prove a point.
1: Well, uh, well, well, let's get on that because, you know, we were going to talk about will a striker really solve a problem? But I do think we haven't actually covered most of that. Uh, so let's talk Pardew. Let's talk, you know, I, 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 I said yesterday in our conversations on a on messenger that, that I think maybe Pardew was making a point with his bench selection, but at the same time, I'm not sure how many other options he actually had. Uh, but, you know, big question, you know, are his, are his days numbered? What do you think, Patrick?
3: Are his days numbered? I would say that if you can't win, if you lose 13 matches in 2016, your days are numbered, I don't care what your name is. So I would say yes. And and again, it's, it's more due to the fact that um, his record in the league has been awful since about Christmas, which is when I was there, by the way. So thanks for that, Alan. And... uh <laughs> Also, just tactically, you know, as a as a supporter and supporters out there, when we watch the matches, we're looking at it and we're seeing we're seeing a, a, a manager who doesn't seem to be tactically well, uh, good at what he does. Astute. There you go. Because there's there's a there's not a great plan A, and then there's definitely no plan B or C. So you know, you could you talk about him making a point. I'm tired of him making these points. I listen to this man's pre and post match press conferences. I used to really be a big fan. Of, of them and what he has to say. But he's he can be so... Is it arrogant or just so petty? Smug. <laughs> smug, there you go. He could be so smug with some of his comments, you know, pre- and post-match. It's getting on my nerves again. You, you talk about having, you know, Ladapo and ads on the bench. Well, what are his options? If Johnny's, if Johnny's hurt and Kabai can't start and I guess much is out of favour all of a sudden and and I guess Kai Kai was hurt and Boratine Possibly was hurt, I mean, is that really making the point that he can't keep players fit because that's on the manager the fitness or is it on the physio? Because again, I have no problem necessarily with that problem. And, and, and where, where's Luke Dreher then? I mean, Luke Dreher, you United, how well he played in the preseason. I mean, it's a little drastic. Really? You could put him on the bench, but I mean, there, there are other players you could put on the bench that would have been, you know, they But stop making a point, you know, win some matches because, 'Cause it's it's frustrating with his point. I'm, I'm trying to make it we made a point with Sprony last year, you know. <clears throat> Hence he's my goalkeeper, I'm not gonna place my own care about sentiment, like you guys said before. So don't make any point and win some matches. So are we saying numbered? number? I would say absolutely. I don't know what that is. But he can't keep losing and expect to keep his job. He just can't.
1: Well there you go. So Patrick has uh, has, has finally had enough for part What do you think, Nick? <sighs>
5: I'm beginning to think the same way as well, especially after that honeymoon period this time last year and and the following few weeks this time last year where we were sailing high in the league, talking about Europe, and then suddenly we've got a manager talking about transitional period. I mean, if it carries on, we'll be transitioning from Premier League to Championship. So... That is
1: about the 30th time I see you make that joke. Exactly. Oh, but I
5: said it this time.
1: All right. Plus some
5: listeners wouldn't have heard it. Anyway... um, (laughs) They have now. It's It's, it's got to give at some point, hasn't it? But when? In the middle of a transfer window? Do we get somebody in now who's got two weeks to try and get the players in that they want to? Or do you wait six games and the transfer window's over and a new manager has to come in and work with the players that Pardew has or hasn't got in? It's it's a tricky call. Yeah. Uh,
1: Joe, I'll bring you in on this. Uh, how do you feel about Pardew as manager right now? I
4: said ages ago, I thought, but he only had 10 games at the beginning of the season. You know, I, 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 I don't really take into account arguments that people turn around and say, you know, new season, new chances. You know, like, like you've already turned around and said, 2016 has been absolutely rotten. Um, and, and yesterday, there, you know, there, there was so much wrong. You can see there was so much wrong. The, the worst thing is, I just want to make this one point. Everyone knows what you're going to get with West Brom. The same as Stoke. So what you do is you you try not to get into a kicking match, but sometimes you have to, you know, they dish it out, you give it back. We're at home, but can't come down here and kick our players off. the It just seems there's, there's 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 so much missing. I, 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 it has to be, you know, when you, you know when Newcastle turned around and went, yeah, give it up a season, and you'll know what we meant. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure that I'm coming round to their, their way of thinking now. It's it's sad, but it's gone on too long now. And you know with so many of our players that that don't look like they're playing for the for the team or on a manager now. Especially yesterday, it was it was apparent to me. Um, well, sad, really.
1: Yeah. Well, obviously, the, you know, you, you three have had your say on Pardew, and you, you you all feel you know pretty, pretty negative about it. So I, I guess really what I've got to do is. is and, and thanks for this, by the way, I've got to kind of present the, <laughs> the, the other side of it. So here, here's an attempt at some sort of perspective, right? So first of all, you know, back in the last season, if it, I, I really, I can only really be in a position to sort of defend Pardew if, if I just put last season to bed. And I say, it, what happened happened. You know, it proved we had, we didn't have the depth of squad that we needed to sustain the, the, the form that Pardew and the team, you know those two things together got us into a very good position in the league. We were playing some good football, we looked dangerous, and it didn't matter which team we were playing against you know we 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 had started to build a proper identity and it fell apart when we got some injuries and suspensions and we never got it back we never were never able to arrest the slide so Okay, I can criticize Pardew for not being able to arrest the slide with the players he had at his disposal, and when people came back, but okay, we'd lost rhythm, we'd lost confidence, etc., etc., etc. But we got to an FA Cup final, so I can put all that to bed, right? And then I can look at the start of this season and say we have started this season in a position where Pardew doesn't sign and sell players, right? He gives the go-ahead for for targets, of course, and he will say yes, okay, you can sell someone, but let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say you know Dwight Gale was sold because. He was under the impression we would quickly get someone back in, right? So he's in a position where we've signed a goalkeeper, which we desperately needed, which was the right move who hasn't played yet. Uh, a defender, which we, we definitely needed in, to, to cover both right-back and centre-back to put some people under pressure. Uh, and he's a quality defender, James Tompkins, and he got injured. Okay, you know, bit, not, not great. Andros Towns inside, very good player. I think we can all agree that was a good signing. He played, he looked pretty decent for a good pre-season. So, but... Pardew's not been given what he really needs, what we all know he really needs, which is which is a two strikers, you know, and one at a particularly high level. So, in a way, we're, we're saying, oh my, you know, we're talking about one game and we're talking about Alan Pardew's team performing badly, but did he have the team that he wants? Has the board gone out and got the players that he wants? Answer no, they haven't. So, is it fair to entirely blame him? No. it's. I think, right now, if you want to blame anyone, it's you can't you can't pinpoint one individual. I think you have to say the club as a whole has not prepared well enough for the start of this season and we've gone into a game. You know, considering we, we started a season going into a game without a manager with two days notice and, and played pretty well against Arsenal, we've gone into a game with plenty of chance to prepare and we've come out unprepared. And I blame I blame top to bottom for that. You know, so is part, as Padre's day is numbered. He's got to turn it around quickly because the, the fan base is turning on him, right? And, and that took a while. And he's, he's perhaps had longer than a lot of people uh, would would have had. But uh, am I writing him off? Am I saying anything that, you know, that, that he can't turn this around? No. I, I'm, I'm still behind Pardew personally. Patrick?
3: That was nice, Chris. Um, but I have to disagree with you. You um, have I, I to put more onus on the on the managing you put on the, on the board. Because, again, the board got... Fourth listen, we all we all we all were shocked when we got Mandanda, Tompkins and Townsend so early in the window. The fact that two of the three haven't played, I would say is no one's fault with Tompkins. I think he could have played Mandanda yesterday and had no problem. People would have been okay, you got two two of our three signs of starting. That would've that would have at least meant mentally would have helped. Secondly, you know, you talk about um getting that strike or, or two. I agree with you, but again, based on what I saw yesterday, it would not have mattered one bit unless, as Giles said we signed uh, Defoe, who we all know is one of the best strikers. The guy, I think at the re- the record he scored the Premier League sixteen straight years. He scored the Premier League, which is absolutely ridiculous. But no one, well, no one, no one said we should go out and buy Defoe. I mean, Defoe like player. But to my point, yeah, we need a striker. But yesterday was not was not the thing. We've had a lot of injuries, Chris. A lot of injuries yeah. to some players, and I, that's not the board's fault. It's not the board. That's the manager. And it may be not directly his fault, but something he's doing or not doing is causing his injuries. They're not all bad luck. I mean, Tom's got hurt. I saw him got hurt in Philadelphia. But to me, you you got to put more on the manager than put on the, on the owners at this point. Despite the fact that, yes, there were some things that were done, uh, uh, you know, with the ticket and stuff that you can blame on them. But on the field, that's not, that's on the manager. Okay. For we me. Just,
1: hopefully we can avoid... Joe wanted to speak, but hopefully we can avoid the I said Defoe... Blah 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 blah. You already the me. Conversation. <laughs> Let's <laughs> move on from that. Jill. No, 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 no. no. Oh, here he goes. I said this
4: two but... years ago. But he, you know, at the time, he wanted. <coughs> he to, to Toronto. I was, I was an idiot. Well, there you go. Anyway, um, I, I, look, I agree with with both uh, what Patrick said and what you said, Chris. But the, the thing is, that, um, look, uh, I, I don't know why uh, Madanda what well, didn't play yesterday. I mean, I, I, is he injured? You know, if he's not, then then he should have played. But but the thing is, if all of a sudden because it was so such a a, a flat performance yesterday, so what's he gonna is he gonna make four changes for the next game? Uh, it, it, you know, it just it's like you know, playing a change a third of the team. I, I can't. Maybe he has to do that. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe he does. Yeah. I think I think the answer is is one or two kids. And and I'll tell you what, there'd be a lot of people, the way that the the fan base is at the moment, is if we lose playing some of our best kids, then it it takes an option away of, uh, it takes A, it takes one of the the moaning options away that we don't use our kids. But B, you can go, well, I tried that. But you can't just do it for like five minutes or or eight minutes at the end of a game. We need to have, I think Boateng would be fantastic for us. I I think Kai Kai would scare the living crap out of, uh, out of these big six-foot-six, six-foot-seven centre-backs. I don't think they'd have an answer to him. Um, I think it would change the style of play because we wouldn't have to hoof it all the time up to up to Wickham, who's just going to get smashed every game. And as we all know, he, he's almost made a glass. We can't just keep expecting him to take batterings off of these big centre-backs
1: yeah. without it's, getting injured, you know? I mean it, there's, there's a lot in there but I won't I won't address it all but obviously you took you talk about, you know, Kaiko Kai and Boateng, and it's you know, by all accounts neither of them were fit for yesterday, so it's almost like I like everything's conspiring against party three, even can, if you make those changes. One more thing one more thing
4: and, and you a nail on the head, right? And that's what done for for um, oh, God, I can't think of his name now, Blair. anyway, when the fan's when the fan's turn, then the bald act. And and that shouldn't be the way. It shouldn't be the way, you know. Um, way it is the It's Holloway. It was Holloway. That was what it was. you yeah. remember that? I, I can't remember who it was. It was Southampton. Southampton right. at home when yeah. they when they, when they to us. And that was the end of him because yeah. the fans... That the
5: was, um, was Warnock. And Warnock too. No, Holloway both of them.
4: Fulham. No, no. It's a little bit of Holloway as well.
5: Yeah, yeah, but Holloway but, was yeah, Fulham. yeah, but
4: Fulham was a freak. You can't blame Fulham. Fulham was a freak. they two worldies in it, in the same game. But, you know, we're we're always up for an idea in one game a season. But that's the thing. When the fan base turn, and believe me, half of the fan base has turned already, it's when the H F sit there and go, do you know what, man, enough of this. We ain't singing today. parish are in binning. That's, that's when it'll happen.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, I'm sure it's a topic we'll be visiting throughout the course of this season. Maybe maybe not for much longer if uh, things carry on going the way they are. But, uh you know, listen. I, I, I try, be, try to be positive as much as I can. I was really frustrated with the, with the defeat yesterday. And you know what? In spells, I think it's fair to say in spells we did all right. And you know, Wilf had a, a glorious chance at nil nil to, to put us ahead. Uh, Didn't did take it. And you, you just think those are the fine margins. But how many times last season did we talk about fine margins and bad luck and all that kind of stuff? You know, you, sometimes you have to make your own luck. And I think we're, we're in the in the territory now where you know we've got a force a change ourselves but uh anyway let's see how uh, you all reacted to the uh, to the events of yesterday in four word reviews charles bake same old same old jason mackalini
3: home form continues again Matt miller man of
4: match Lee. dal martin even i'm losing patience
1: or Michael Denny, Connor Wiggum, too isolated.
3: Dean Holmes, Pardew gone by October.
5: Stephen Goldring, start as we finished. Simon Martin,
4: please sign a striker. Steve Warbank, terrible defeat,
3: very disappointed. Marcus Summerhayes, can't win at home.
5: James Sorby, foul, foul, foul. foul loss Dean Miles last season's form continues
1: Tim Green striker won't fix everything John
3: Nightingale no supply no goals
1: Mark Stockwell
5: I am profoundly unhappy (sighs)
4: Neville Grimmer Zaha should have passed (laughs) Michael Good
1: Michael Godman in need of signings
3: Callum Smith Utterly and completely clueless.
5: Lou. We are going down. Joe
4: Holyoke, hard you you useless (laughs) (laughs) bastard.
0: Homesdale Radio, sponsored by fanjuel.co.uk, the next generation of fantasy football.
1: Right, and before we go, just a little chat about FanDuel, our sponsor for the season. Again, can't thank them enough for doing so. Uh, they're a uh, new... Well, they've been, been around for a while in, in America, but they're in uh, start of the Premier League this season. Uh, it's a fantasy football game. If you go to... First of all, go to holradio.net forward slash FanDuel. And Duel is D-U-E-L. Just in case I'm not saying that clearly because of my stupid accent. Um, uh, you, there, there's a promo code for... Uh, or I think, yes, yeah, refund your entry fee for a game if you lose up to £10. So, But basically, uh, I'll explain it in a bit of detail now. It's, so instead of a season-long commitment to a team and fantasy football that way, the FanDuel Leagues last just one day or one weekend, which means a fresh start and a new chance to win every week. You pick your team for the weekend's fixtures. Any formation you want, just stay under the virtual uh, uh, transfer fee cap of £100 million. Uh, player fees change every week so you need to be on point with your picks as they say uh, it's up to you whether or not you put money on the line because it's free and paid league so if you don't want to spend any money at all you can just play the free league every week with a chance to win some money uh, and there's a special offer for new users if you enter the promo code palace uh, fanduel will refund your entry fee if you lose up to 10 pounds so double the chance to prove yourself as the ultimate football manager now i've had a bit of a mare on this this week uh, i'll go to a bit of you know, just to talk about it in the, in the way that I play. You know, a lot of a lot of debate over formations. I've been playing three four three uh, in my formations, uh, but I finished four hundred fifty third in the, the opening day special. That that was not good. Rubbish. Uh, that is rubbish. And I finished nine hundred seventy eighth in the free play as well. So uh, that was also not good. Beyond rubbish beyond rubbish it's it is a once you get going it's a very addictive game i know some of the the panel have done a lot better than i have uh, i think yesterday a fair few of, of the guys were in uh, positions are being paid out i think terrence alex alex pench and mikey i believe were, uh, were were on for winning some money it's it's just if if you don't know what it is go to hlradio.net forward slash fangil for more information uh, that's that's what we're running into the fantasy football league uh, we this it's it's a good it's a good game and it's also infuriating. <laughs> but
5: uh, <laughs> I, so, um, go I I I spent uh, Tuesday and Wednesday uh, doing a couple of paid ones and, and meticulously picking my teams and then at two minutes to three yesterday I thought oh well I've got I've got till you know two fifty nine I'll, I'll quickly slip a pound team in. Uh, I didn't win anything from it, but from randomly putting random players in and having twenty million left. <laughs> I far outdid all my other teams that I am meticulously thought <laughs> of.
1: Exactly. It, that's what I mean. It's so annoying. You think you've done brilliantly, and the team that you picked a load of rubbish gets more points. It's because it's based on optostats rather than just, you know, your standard goal assist, you know, blah, 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 clean sheets and all that. It really, you know, the the, the highest scoring players aren't always who you think they will be. I always use the example Used it last uh, last week in the example of goalkeepers where you think, oh, I'll pick, you know, Peter Cech because he very rarely concedes all this sort of crap. And you find out that you should really have picked, you know, the the, the goalkeeper is most likely to have to make the most saves. Uh, it seems very obvious, but, you know, but in people's heads, usually they think clean sheets. They don't think, you know, the actual action that they, they do. So I think the Optus stats angle adds so much to it. And I'm not just saying that because they're sponsoring us. I genuinely uh, am enjoying the challenge. So hope you could join us for that. That's hlradio.net forward slash fan jewel
5: and uh, it's worth pointing out that once i put that pound on and lost i realized that i wasn't enjoying myself so i didn't put any more money on
1: that's a very very not only is that a good joke nick but it's a very good message of course any kind of gambling you do you know the, the, what's the phrase when the fun stops stop you know and we'd never <laughs> encourage anyone who doesn't want to gamble to to gamble at all so you can do free entries in the fan jewel uh, game and also also you know don't ever bet more than you can afford to lose. It's a good rule.
5: Anyway, Unless you've you got
1: the mob after you, and it's the last <laughs> ditch thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. If you do have the mob after you, <laughs> and uh, you've got one last chance, do go to the casino, put everything you own on red. No, in fact, no, put it on black, and also, and then use the Wesley Snipes quote: "Always bet on black" from the film *Passenger 57. And you, I guarantee you'll win. This is not a guarantee. <laughs> Uh, you've distracted me that was my disclaimer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll beat Tottenham next week yeah of course we will smash them 3-0 uh, and everything will be fine again it will be fine It'll I be wonder fine. if the um, review show
5: will be as bright and breezy as it was last week
1: preview show you
5: mean? The, yeah the preview show that's the one yeah, of course that's
1: coming up you'll get another podcast uh, dropping into your podcast box whatever it is during uh, <laughs> the course of the week, we will be previewing the Tottenham game. I think the uh, the effort, for the West Brom preview was a was a smashing show. It's a nice, quick half hour, very much enjoyable, and uh, yeah, it's a lovely companion to this wonderful review show as well. I hope, and I hope much more professionally put together. I found well, it's a different production team, wasn't it? You know, yeah. so uh, Just just saying, that was a dig at Mikey, and he's going to probably edit some sort of clip on to embarrass me now but anyway thank you very much for uh, for listening we'll be back again same time next week bye now see ya bye
0: Let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football at FanDuel. You select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. FanDuel's scoring system uses Optus stats to reflect every player's true on-field contribution. So outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise. Every Premier League match day with Fan And just for Homestale radio listeners, we've got an extra special offer right now. When you sign up, use the promo code palace That means if you don't make money in your first contest, Fan Jewel will refund your entry fee up to £10. So go to fanjewel.co.uk and use the promo code palace to grab the offer now. What are you waiting for? Terms apply over 18s only. Please play responsibly.
2: about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates
1: around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.